as we welcome our online audience. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Come on, put your hands together. We're so glad that you're here. Wherever you're watching us on Kings TV or here local, wherever you're at, we invite you to be our guest if you're ever in our area. Uh, we say God bless you. Thank you for tuning in with us today. We're in the middle of a series as we're, we're drawing near called Battles. Battles. We, everybody has battles in your life. We either have small battles, big battles, uh, but we always have a battle we're going through or coming out of, helping somebody else through a battle. And so we have been laying foundation blocks, tools to help us fight our battles. This is how we fight and handle our battles. So let's look at those core blocks again quickly this morning and review. We talked about prayer, the word, and worship, those three. Every believer needs to know how to pray for yourself. You need to know how to pray and touch God. You need to know how to talk to God, how to hear God's voice. You need to know how to open the Bible and read the Bible for yourself. And you need to know how to worship, especially worshiping in a difficult season. When things are hard, when things get rough, it's easy to worship in an atmosphere like this this morning when we're all together. Man, it's a lot of power in that. But can you worship through your pain? Can you worship when you're disappointed? Can you worship when things aren't going right? That's really how you learn to mature as a believer and fight through your battles. <clears throat> now, I'll give you a couple other things, some bonus things. How when we walk in a heart of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, that lifts us above the fray. It lifts us above the chaos when you learn to live your life in an attitude of gratitude. And then last week, we talked about being generous. And when you're generous, it unlocks a door of blessing in our life that God wants to do. Today, I want to talk to you about water baptism. Water baptism. Now, today, whether you've been baptized before or you haven't been baptized, this message is for everybody in the house today. So I don't want you tuning out thinking, man, I've already been baptized. This doesn't apply to me. It, it applies to you just as much as it does to the person who's never been baptized. Because this today is what we're calling uh, something that you need to have. It's what we call one of the truths of a doctrinal foundation in your life. You should be able to explain why you were baptized, why you should be baptized, and who needs to be baptized. You should be able to explain these things. What baptism means, you should be able to explain who needs to be baptized, what happens during baptism. Every believer should be able to not only explain it for yourself, you need to be able to explain it to your children, you need to be able to explain it to a friend. If you're talking to somebody and they ask the question, why, what is water baptism, who should be baptized? We all need to have this foundation in our life of being able to understand it. So I want you all to take good notes. I want you to draw close today. Go to class with me this morning as I open it up and I share with you. And when I get done, everybody in this room will have the information. They can answer these questions to anybody who asks them, especially for yourself and anybody else. Okay, so are you ready? Let's talk about this today, water baptism. Let's look at this. And it's, I think the best way to approach this is to simply answer some of the most common asked questions. So the first question we always hear is, what does baptism mean? What does water baptism mean? And we find the definition found in Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Look what it says. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ in what? In baptism. In baptism, we are joined with Christ. We joined him in his death, for we died and were buried with Christ by what? 
baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. So what's happening here is it's telling us right here. You know that thing that happens on Easter Sunday morning when everybody gets excited about the stone rolling away and the resurrection of our Savior? We, get, we clap and we cheer. We get emotional because it's a powerful scene as we imagine that our Christ was crucified for us. He died for us and he was dead and put in the tomb. The tomb was sealed up and on the third ray that God breathed life back into the Savior and he, he rose him back up and then the stone rolled away and we get excited, we clap, but do you realize the Bible says right here, that same resurrection power is alive in you at water baptism. And that God wants to resurrect your life. God wants to roll away the stones in your life. God wants to take the dead dreams in your life. And he wants to call new life back into them. He wants to call out of the waters. He wants to call you to a deeper purpose. He wants to bring back dreams that have been dead. He wants to call you up to a higher standard. He wants to call you up to a higher place of living. It's how I can't do that. You're right, you can't. But through the resurrection power of Jesus, you can the Bible says that sin does not have dominion over me. That's what I'm celebrating, that I'm being washed away, that my sins are being washed away, that sin doesn't have dominion over my life. Now, today, it says this. Number one, it says that I believe, when I'm water baptized, it says and it illustrates that I believe in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Every believer should believe in these three things and water baptism illustrates that you do definitely believe in the death that Jesus died on the cross, that he was put in the tomb, the burial, and then the resurrection. The stone was rolled away and he rose again on the third day. And so that becomes your public way of doing this. Number two, we see this right here, that it illustrates my new life as a Christian. It illustrates my new life as a Christian. The Bible is very clear in 1 Corinthians 5, 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. It's a new life. It's a new life. God, this illustrates that I am starting a new chapter. It's the bearing of the old man, symbolic when I go under the water, when I come out, it's like the new man is rising again. I'm bearing the old person I was, I'm being washed through the blood of Jesus. I'm washed through the waters of Jesus Christ. And I'm coming out. My sins are forgiven. And I'm symbolizing that I am walking a new person. No longer is sin going to have dominion over my life. Now, it doesn't mean that I won't make mistakes. It doesn't mean I won't slip up. But when sin has dominion, let me show you the difference. When sin has dominion over your life, you, you sin and you don't care. I'm just going to live how I want to. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Nobody can tell me how to live my life. Then you are not a true follower of Jesus. Because a true follower of Jesus, the dominion of sin has been broken. Therefore, if I do sin, when that happens, I'm quick to say, God, I'm sorry I disappointed you. God, I'm sorry I disobeyed you. God, forgive me. Help me to get back on the right track. I immediately repent. It, it convicts my heart. Because why? Because I am not... I don't have sin does I have dominion over my life. Jesus does. And so therefore, it's a change of heart. And it symbolizes that. Look at this statement. This is very important that you understand this. Baptism does not make you a believer. It shows you are a believer. 
You're not saved because you're water baptized. It just shows that you've already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. What do you mean? What I'm, some people think because I'm, it's like magic water. You know, you go under, now I'm magically saved. No, it doesn't happen. There's only one way to be saved, as to confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. Do you believe it in your heart? Do you confess it with your mouth? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah? That's the only way. But baptism becomes a public way we do this. It, it shows us this. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. Baptism is an outward sign of something happening different on the inside of me. You know, when my wife and I got married, and to be exact, that was 28 years ago yesterday. How many think that's a pretty good? Mar Tim, I was married, I'm married 28 years. I can't believe my parents signed me over and gave you permission, honey, I was so young. Anyway, uh, 28 years, when we got married, I, I didn't tell her, you know, she had the whole wedding plan, and I didn't go to her, listen, honey, um, you know, I, I really don't want to wear my wedding ring, you know, and, you know, it doesn't stay, it hurts my knuckle, I got messed up knuckles, you know, and it hurts my knuckle, and I don't want to wear it, and oh, I, I don't, like, don't want to get married in front of anybody because, you know, I, don't, I just don't want to make a big deal about it. I don't, I don't. How, how about we get married and we just keep it a secret? How about we get married and, like, we don't tell anybody just you, it's just, just between you and me, you know? We'll say I do's, and I don't have to wear a wedding band. I don't have to, I don't have to you know, do it in front of anybody. It's, it's okay, it's just, it's just our secret. How many things she would have said, hit the road, Jack, and don't come back, no. She would, she would have said, hit it, baby, get out of here. You, you know, she just said, no way, Jose. She just said, no way, get out of here. You're crazy. See, Water baptism becomes our wedding ring with Jesus. It becomes us signifying publicly that I belong to him. It's my public confession of Jesus Christ. It's my, I am publicly identifying that I belong to Jesus, that I am now coming one with him. This is what water baptism does. It becomes our, our, our wedding ring for people to see that I belong to Jesus. Number three, it demonstrates my union with Christ and his church. It, it demonstrates that I belong to Jesus and I belong to the body of Jesus. I belong to the body of Christ. The scripture makes it very clear how we're baptized in 1 Corinthians 12, 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are Presbyterians, some of us are Methodists, some of us are Pentecost, some of us are full, I mean, that's what he said, some of us are black, some of us are white, some of us are brown. He says all this, we're all different. Look what it says, but we have all been what? Baptized, let's say it together, we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. So when we're baptized in the water, we're being baptized into Jesus. I'm being baptized into the spirit of Jesus. I'm being baptized into his church. And I become a part not only of a local church, but I become a part of the body of Christ around the world. It's an amazing thing. It's an awesome thing. God has never wanted you to be private with your decision to follow him. 
No one is called to serve God alone. No one is called to be by yourself and to isolate. He said we are baptized into Jesus and we are baptized into his body, the church. And then we go throughout scripture of church is seen as the body of Christ. We're baptized into one body. So let's answer the question, why? Let's answer that question. Why should I be baptized? Well, number one, to follow Jesus' example. That's a pretty good statement right there. Why should I be baptized? Well, first of all, Jesus did it. And if we think about this to be very true, that if there was one person who ever deserved a hall pass when it came to water baptism, it was Jesus. The Bible said, he who knew no sin yet became our sacrifice for us. So he was the only one has ever walked this earth and not sinned, but yet he humbled himself and allowed his cousin, John the Baptist, to baptize him in front of people, submerge him underwater, and to bring him back up. Why did he do that? Because he was being obedient to the Father, and he was leading by example that we would follow his example. If Jesus needs to be baptized, how much more do you and I, as heathens, really need to be baptized? You didn't say amen loud enough. I guess you guys think you're all holy in here, right? <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to be baptized. You should be baptized. We all need to be baptized. We follow Jesus' example. Another way is because Christ commanded it. It's simply that. He told us to be baptized. He didn't say maybe. He didn't say if you want to. Jesus commanded us to be baptized. I mean, the very last thing he told us as he was ascending back to heaven in Matthew 28, 19, it's going to be important, right? The last thing I'm going to leave you with is what he tells us. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we are being obedient to baptize people, and you're being obedient when you get baptized, you're following Jesus' commands. It's very important. And number three, it shows that I am a believer. Now, when we have people accept Jesus Christ around here, many times we don't, we don't put the spotlight on you. We, don't, we ask people to close their eyes, and we make it a personal decision between you and the Lord. And it is. Your relationship with God is a personal decision. But you also have to go public with it. You also got to say, you know what? I am a believer. And baptism allows you to go public with that decision. When you get up and get baptized, you're telling the world that I belong to Jesus. You're telling the world that I have given my life to Jesus. I've surrendered my life to Jesus. It's a public confession. It becomes our public confession. That I get up in front of everybody and say, you know what? I belong to Jesus. I'm following Jesus. Baptism doesn't mean you won't ever make mistakes, but it means as I go forward, I'm married to Jesus. I belong to the body of Christ, and I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow in God. I'm going to put him first in my life, and I'm going to start this journey of surrendering my life to Jesus. Baptism says I'm not ashamed. You know, several years ago, when my kids were really young, one night, it was my turn to, to give them the bath, and so I'm, I'm giving my kids bath, and, and I had just baptized some people. And so my kids were like, Dad, baptize us. So they're in the bathtub, they're small. I'm baptizing them, you know, and they're going under, and they're coming up, do it again, do it again. I'm baptizing them in the bathtub. We're having some fun. 
And all of a sudden, my, my, my youngest son at the time, Landon, he, he, he said, Dad, he said, Dad, I, I want to get baptized too. So, get in, son. So, I baptized him. He came out of the water. And everybody else is laughing and they're, they're having a good time, you know. He gets really serious and looks at me and says, Dad, does this mean I got to be good? <laughs> you know, I, I thought, how, how, first of all, how cute. But number two, I thought, you know, even in, even in our just playing, he sensed that there was something drawing out of him. He sensed that, you know what, there, I, I got I to act a little different. I got to quit leaving all these poopy diapers around the house. I got to do better, Dad. You know, I, there was something that he was, I was like, well, how bad could it be? But there's something that was pulling him. He knew that, you know, I, I've got to change. And that's what happens when, you, when you're water baptized. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but you sense that, you know what? I want to live my life pleasing the Lord. I want to live my life going after the best that God has for me. It's my public confession of Jesus. It's important because we see this happening in Matthew 10, 32 and verse 33. This is what Jesus said. This is his words. Everyone who acknowledges me, where? Let's say it together out loud. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. He wants us to acknowledge him publicly. There should be no undercover Christians. Come on now. There's no secret agent man. Come on. There's nobody should be undercover as a Christian. You go public with my faith. I go public that I belong to Jesus. And water baptism is a way we do that. One of the ways we do it. Start that out. So why should I be baptized? Look at this question. Why should I be baptized when I'm older? If I did it when I was a baby or a child. And so I had a lot of people ask me that question. Maybe your parent baptized you as a small child or as a baby that had you baptized. And so uh, people ask me all the time, what age should I have my child baptized? When, when should I let them? And I, and I always say that, you know, it, it, it's different stages, but they should definitely have at least some understanding of right and wrong. They should at least have an understanding of what, be able to say that Jesus died for me and I'm making him the Lord of my life. They should be able to at least have that understanding. And if they're too young to really understand it, they're, they're too young to be baptized. But we believe that it should come at an age. And, and maybe they do it when it's a child and then they'll do it again as they get older and they have even a better understanding. They may come back and do it as an adult. That's okay as well. We'll talk about more of that in just a minute. But we should, number one, I want you to see this. We see in Bible where Jesus was baptized as an adult. So as we see this, that he did it at an age when he knew what he was doing. Uh, you know, and if you were baptized as a baby, I don't want you to feel like my parents messed me up. <laughs> God's mad at me. My parents baptized me as a baby. Listen, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being baptized as a baby if you got sprinkled or if you got baptized as a baby. You know, I, but I wanted to, that was more for your parents than it was for you. See, we believe in dedicating our children because we see in Scripture where they brought the children. Jesus was dedicated as a young child. We see different people in Scripture where they brought their children to the temple and they dedicated them to the Lord. So that's a pattern we follow because we see it in Scripture. And then when the kids are old enough to make a decision to be baptized on their own, and then we follow that request and we honor that because they understand what's happening. Listen, if you're waiting to be baptized... You got to choose it for yourself. 
Every baptism in the Bible, number two, every baptism in the Bible was done by immersion. Are you following? Every baptism meant that they were taken completely under and back up. We don't see in Scripture or anywhere else where they came along and went, you know, God bless you. <laughs> You're baptized. Go on. That's become a way of convenience, you know, and we've, I don't want to say we watered it down, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Dad jokes all day. All right, come on. But when you follow Scripture, everybody who was baptized in Scripture was immersed underwater and came back up. And so you, you need to do that. And when we're baptizing babies, we, we sprinkle, you know, it needs to be immersion. You need to baptize in immersion. It's important. Uh, you know, the word baptize, number three, the word baptize means submersion. Go back and look at the original Greek and Hebrew. You'll follow it all the way back. It means submersed, immersed underwater, totally underwater and back up. So that's why we do it the way we do it, because we're following the biblical example and the biblical way laid out in Scripture. Let's answer the question, who should be baptized? Who, who needs to be baptized? Well, every person, number one, every person who has believed in Christ. If you believe in Christ, you should be baptized. If you consider yourself a believer of Christ, you should be baptized. If you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, you should be baptized. No ifs or maybes about it, you should, I wanna make it very clear, just so there's no gray area, you need to be baptized if you have not been baptized. It's a very important that we follow the example and commands of our Christ. Every person should be baptized. Acts 2.41, Peter stands up, gives his first New Testament sermon, 3,000 people are saved, and what happened on that day? The church added 3,000, before that what happened? They were all baptized, all 3,000 people were baptized. And you look in scripture throughout the New Testament, they were saved and they were baptized. They were saved and they were baptized. They were saved and they were all throughout the New Testament. We see this example. They were saved and then they were baptized. This baptism always follows salvation. Can my family be baptized together? Yes, we would love to baptize your whole family. Oftentimes, we've had whole families come through, and we, we all stand up together, and we baptize them one after another, and we all cheer, and we all cry, because it's a beautiful thing. So if you wanna, your whole family wants to get baptized, we would love to do that. And this place will go crazy if you decide to do that. Is it okay to be baptized a second time if I was baptized as a child? Yes, it is. As a child, I was baptized. I wanted to get baptized. Everybody else was getting baptized, so I wanted to get baptized. But as I got older, as an adult, and I began to fully surrender my life to Jesus and understood what that meant, I had a new understanding. And for the first time, I, I wanted to go forward because God was doing something different in my life. And so I made a decision as an adult to get baptized again because I had a better understanding of what serving God meant and giving my life to Jesus. So I know there's people here that you were baptized as a child and you've asked that. Yes, it's okay to come in now as an adult and get baptized as well. Here's the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Is baptism required for me to get into heaven? Is baptism required for me to get into heaven? Well, the easy way for me to answer that is to look straight at the Bible because that's where we get all of our answers. This is where we get all of our... So first of all, we've seen where Jesus commanded us to be baptized. We see where they baptized, saved, and baptized. So we see this pattern happening through... We do see one time in Scripture where Jesus 
was being crucified. And remember the thief on the cross who reached out to him and said, this man has done no wrong. And he understood who Jesus was. And Jesus looked at that man on the cross and said, today you'll be with me in paradise. So as we know, this man didn't come down and get baptized, but yet he went on to heaven to be with Jesus. So we've seen the example there where someone who wasn't water baptized went to heaven. And that's a good excuse. So today, let me give you this definition. If you got two nails in your hands and two nails in your feet and you nail to a cross, then you don't have to be baptized. Otherwise, you need to get baptized. Okay? Yeah, there's always exceptions where someone on their deathbed accepts Jesus and they wasn't able to get baptized. But what I'm saying is, why not? Are you looking to make a 60% on the test? Because you just want to barely get by. Some of you got that attitude all the way through school and you're carrying it around in your Christian life. What can I barely do just to squeak you into heaven? What? No, no, you're never going to get there. You got to change that mentality. No, God, I, I want to respond my best. God, you gave me your best. God, you gave me your best. And I want to give you my best. God, I want to go public for you. No, you got no, to go after it. You got to go after it. It's a, it's a heart issue. See, baptism is a heart issue. Am I able to humble myself and say, I'm ready to follow Jesus? Need to be humble. Listen, I love what happens here. We see something when Jesus gets baptized. I want you to look at this quickly in this story in Mark 1, 9 through 11. One day Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens open up, they split open, and the Holy Spirit came out and descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven declared, you are my dearly loved son with whom I am well pleased. And I believe that not only does this happen for Jesus, I believe this happens in the spirit realm every time a believer gets baptized, and they mean it from their heart. I believe that you begin to live under an open heaven where God is communion with you and God is following you and God is speaking to you and God is leading you. I believe you begin to operate in a new level of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit's coming alive on the inside of you. I believe that the Father looks down and said, that's my daughter, I'm well pleased. That's my son, I'm well pleased with their decision to go public. It pleases the Father's heart. We're gonna put this number up on the screen and I want you to see it because if you haven't texted yet and you wanna be baptized, you need to do this. Next Sunday is your day. Next Sunday, we're gonna baptize a lot of people and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a Holy Ghost party in this house. I'm telling you right now, God's gonna do a miracle. We're gonna be seeing, I believe God's not only gonna baptize, we're gonna see healings happening in our baptisms. I just believe God's gonna do a miracle in our midst. So I want you to text this word, baptism, to 417-238-0279. If you want to be baptized, you'll get a link set there, very easy to follow, and we'll get you set up for that water baptism. I want to close with this story, and then we're going to go into a time of, uh, of worship as we close out. I had a man come to my house several years ago, and he was there to fix my dryer, and as he was working on my dryer, I'm like, I gotta be with this guy. He's down on his hands and knees already in my house. 
So, you know, what am I going to, I'm going to have to talk about Jesus. I got a captivated audience right here. He's on his hands and knees. And I start telling him about Jesus, start witnessing to him. And he starts opening up. And I could tell he was listening very, he had a lot of questions. I began to talk to him. And then I invited him to church. He came to church. And that, that Sunday, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. That Sunday, surrendered his life to Jesus. And then he called me up and said, hey, when I was over at your house, I noticed you had some other things that need repaired. Can I, can I stop by and help you out? So he started stopping by fixing things for me. And I was like, at first I thought he was just being nice. And then I realized, no, he just wants to more about Jesus. So while he was working on fixing some little odds and ends things for me, I'd tell him more about Jesus and witness to him. Just about two weeks went by and he called me. I said, Pastor, I'm in the hospital. He goes, what I didn't tell you was that I don't have very much time left. He goes, I'm about to go. I want to call and thank you for reaching out. I know that heaven's going to be my home. I'm ready to meet Jesus. He passed shortly right after that. And they called me and they said, hey, you didn't have a church or anything. He just started coming to your church. Would you guys be willing to do a graveside funeral for this man? So I said, sure, I'd love, love to do it. Went and spoke. I can only talk about two weeks. So that's all I knew. Talked about those two weeks and how he decided to follow Jesus. And man, he had the best spirit about him. He's smiling ear to ear after he accepted Jesus. Just a handful of people there, but I noticed a, a young lady in the very back. She wasn't up there with the rest of us, and she was back there, and she was crying. Afterwards, she came up to me, and she goes, do you remember me? And I said, oh, yeah. We, she said, I went to college with you, and we started talking. She goes, she goes that man that you did the funeral, she goes, that's, that's my husband's dad. He didn't come today because he, the man you talked about, we didn't know. Man, you talked about today. We only knew him as a man, hard man. He was a hard, angry, mean man all of his life. So she goes, I gives me some satisfaction to know that he made things right with God. But I left and I was so saddened because I thought, why? Why wait? Why wait to the very end? Why did it wait to the very end to squeak in? If they had made that decision earlier, God could have healed their family. God could have restored what they had broken. It, it's a sad in my heart because he had all this opportunity and he waited to the very end, Daryl. And that's what I say to you today. Don't, don't wait. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today. Well, I'm waiting on someone else to do it with me and I'm going to do it when this person decides. No, no. It's a personal decision. You, If you're ready, you do it. You do it. Don't wait for anybody else. You do it. It's your decision. Like Jesus begin to change you now. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask you the question. The most important question of the day. Where are you? Where are you with Jesus Christ? Do you know Jesus? Have you ever surrendered your life to him? Are you right with God? We won't do anything to single you out or embarrass you. I promise you. I've already told you that. But today, if you're ready to say, Pastor, I need to surrender my life to Jesus. It's time for me to do that. I, I've been away from God for a long time, or maybe I've never, ever done that before. If you're ready to do that today, just raise your hand where I can see it. Thank you. So that's me, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Anybody else today, you're ready to do that, thank you. If you haven't raised it yet, raise it right now where I can see it. Thank you, I see those hands. This is great, guys, we, we love it. We're gonna say this prayer. I'm gonna say it, I want you to say it out loud with me and those around you as Christians, we'll say it with you to help you along. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I surrender all of my life to you. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you. I will give you everything I am in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, we say, welcome to the family of God. Give him a hand clap, yeah. Awesome.